and welcome to episode 49 of Into the Podcast. I am your host, Sam, and I am joined by the 2014 Booker T impersonator, Ryan Chitterden. Hello. How, what was it winning that that prize? How, how, how did it go? What, when I won the... Well, when you won the 2014 Booker T impersonator? Um, well, I celebrated by doing the Spinneroonie. How many times? Four. T nine. Any reason for forty nine, or just couldn't quite hit that fifty? Yeah, uh, I, I just got to forty nine. I was like, "That's it, I'm done." Cool. Well, I enjoy that. Yeah. How you been since our last episode, mate? Yeah, I've been all right. I've yeah. um, yeah, been busy. <laughs> cool. Yeah. <laughs> Anything particularly you've been doing, or you know, the usual cooking, eating, watching stuff. Yeah, pretty much me too. I drank some stuff in there as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uploaded a podcast. Nice. One of ours, actually. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, uh, ate some um, ate some sour cream and crop chive and bacon. Um, oh, and bacon as mm. well. We Well, the podcast listeners know that we love sour cream and chive flavoured things. Yes, yes, we do. In fact, we have our top five things. So I've started asking people randomly, just completely out of context, give me a top five uh, sour cream and chive favourite things. No one can come up with five things. Yeah. It was a, it was a challenge for us in it the moment. Um, <laughs> we made a whole episode out of that. Yeah, yeah. It just shows that we can we can work our magic with anything. With, you with know, literally anything. And one of my favourite things since that episode is I really really like um, sour cream and chive on a baked potato. Oh yes, still not had it. I've still not had it, but, but I like the idea of it, and I, I like, like the, the picture of it. of it. Yeah, yeah, it looked good, and it looks good in between a cartoon version of you and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So check out that poster, everyone. <laughs> Episode forty-seven. It's the best thing to come out of this podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> was it forty-six? It was forty-six. Forty-six. Was forty-six? Yeah. No, it was forty-seven. I thought forty-seven was nerd news. Ah, correct. It was forty-six. You're right. Yeah, that's right. Good job. You're sober. <laughs> Ish. Ish. <laughs> uh, so Ryan, end of last episode, you alluded to the fact that you had a sexy dream. And I said, we'll talk about it next week because we was getting on a bit and we're trying to keep them to an hour because that's what the people want. And we're here for the people. Yeah. So um, I'd, we'd all like to hear it really. People's been crying out since last week to hear about your dream. My Jeff Hardy dream. Well, was it about Jeff Hardy? I it, don't know. You just said dream. It it, it was about Jeff Hardy. <laughs> Tell us more, baby. It was one of those weird dreams, you know, where it's like so real. Like, you know, when you wake up and you think, was that my life? Like, <laughs> have I actually lived that? Or, or, or is that a memory? Do you know what okay. I mean? Is it a memory yeah, 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 or is yeah. it a dream? So in the dream, I'd gone to, Claire and I had gone to like a wrestling um kind of like Comic-Con, kind of like event type thing. So there was like an actual wrestling ring in the middle, but then everyone sat around, you know, like watch it. That was like the like the dinner and a show type thing. So you sat yeah, yeah, around yeah. the ring, but you were like having drinks and food and entertainment would come on at the, into the ring. And randomly, Claire and I had to go compete. It was our turn to go into the ring to compete against another couple. But the competition was who could neck a bottle of wine first. First okay. one to down it. Did everyone have a bottle of wine each? Everyone had a bottle of wine each. Okay. What I type think, of wine? I think it was rosé. Ooh. Yeah. The worst of wines. I know. But so anyway, I remember in the dream absolutely chugging this bottle of wine and I, I smashed it and I won first. And the guys that were like running the running the thing were a little bit like, oh, well, that was over quickly. Like, you know, 
the idea was that you were supposed to like wrestle each other, you know, like <laughs> stop each, other, stop from each other from drinking because it's like, you know, the first one to finish wins, but like in a classic wrestling match, you know, you'd someone about to drink and then someone would knock them out or, you know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, 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 the twos and fros in a wrestling match, but no, we all four of us just sat in the middle of the ring and just chugged. But anyway, I won. So that was great. Um, the night progressed and did you win anything or I can't really remember. Maybe another bottle of wine. Yeah, probably. Or I don't like rosé, though. No, shit, isn't it? Yeah. And then um, the Hardys were there, which is fantastic. And obviously I was Matthew so excited. and Jeffrey. Yes, both of them. Both brothers. And in the dream, as in real life, I'm a massive Hardy Boys fan. I was like, oh, I want to meet them. And you know, it's that sort of event. Will I get a chance to? And anyway... Later on in the night, I bumped into Jeff Hardy, just like walking around, like, I don't know, the lobby bit. Uh, I think it was near like the bar. And I just said to him, I was like, oh, Jeff, like, you know, any chance I could get a picture with you? He's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Took a load of pictures. But when I was taking the picture with him, he then turned into like eight foot tall and was really long and gangly like the Slender Man. But that was totally normal, obviously, in the dream. In the dream, in the dream, I was like, like, oh my God, it's just Jeff Hardy. And then, and it was great. And then I woke up. And I was like, oh my God, that was so good. I want to go back into that dream. <laughs> you know, when you have that, when you have a dream, you're just like, oh, please put me back in that. Can I fall asleep straight away and go back into that dream? I'll take it you didn't. I don't think I did Mom. now, but it made me really want to meet Jeff Hardy, even more so than ever. Yeah. Do you think that maybe the fact they were so tall and gangly would be a representation of you going back to a child in that childhood, like, dream of meeting jeff hardy because he was your favorite and yeah because he would have been very tall and gangly as a yeah, child it, it, yeah yeah him. possibly um i don't know why he went really tall and gangly maybe that is the reason also i was flicking through horror films the night before and i did <laughs> start i did stop on slender man so never maybe, watch it it's so, bad. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that part came into it but i don't i don't know why he turned really tall and gangly but um either way in my dream it was the jeff hardy and cool. it made me just want to meet him and maybe one day I will. How are you going to do that, do you think? Well, well, let well. me tell you, let me tell you a story. Oh, tell me a story. It's not really a story. Let me tell you something. Okay, tell me something then. So you know how Claire and I went to a horror comic con? Yes. Up in Manchester. Yes. And it was called For the Love of Horror. Mm. Oh my God, where's this going? So next week we're going yeah. to... For the love of sci-fi, yeah, which has got some incredible guests, by the way. Mm. I'll come back to that. When we were at the full love of horror, obviously they've got the stage and the big screen. So in between guests, they just have things come up, advertising. Mm. Next March. Mm. For the love of wrestling Fuck is off. coming to Manchester. No, are we going? We're fucking going. Have you got tickets? No, not yet. Well, get them then. We need to get them. I was right. going to check with you. Let's just call, Sh- call it now. Shall I... They've already announced some guests. Mm-hmm. The main, the main, um, the biggest name on the on the roster so far, Sting. Oh yes, boy. Now you know I'm a fucking Sting. I fan. know you're a big Sting. I told fan. you this before when I was a kid. I had this teddy that when I was a kid it was half the size of me. So now it'd be a standard teddy bear size. Yeah. But I, I don't know if anyone remembers these, but it was just like. Sting with his arms and legs out, but as you wrestled it and you bent its arm, it'd make crunchy noises and it'd go, ah, oh, and you, it'd like, if you squeezed it, it'd say his catchphrase, but you'd like wrestle him and move him and it'd be like, bah, bah. That's and so cool. If you cool. pinned him, it'd do the one, two, three count. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Let I had me... sex with it so many times. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's standard, right? 
Let me just check, see, see who some of the other guests are. So is that the only one you know so far? Still? No, he's not the only one I know, but okay. and he's the main one. Number two on the list, Trish Stratus. Oh my... Did I mention Trish Stratus the other day? I think you did, yeah. I did, didn't I? Because I was like, who was the one that had the big old boobies? Trish Stratus. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Sean Waltman, aka X-Pac. Oh my God. Not X-Pac fans. No, I'm not. But still, you know. Uh, I don't re- recognise the CJ. I don't know. Shel- Shelton Benjamin, I reckon. I know his name. No. Oh, we can hear car alarm. Car alarm's going off. Could it be ours? I don't think my car has an alarm. I don't know if mine does. Mm. Oh, it definitely does. Mine definitely does because my kid sets it off all the time. No, it could be yours. Think, think I should go check that. We should probably go check that. In a second, though. All right, in a second. Al Snow. Oh, yeah, Al Snow. Yeah, and there is some others, but it's until, not until next March. And anyway, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that Jeff is going to come. And... Go on. I am... You don't... I, I don't know if he will, obviously... But you can go on a thing called Rostercon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you just put in someone's name and it tells you all the Comic Cons that they're yeah. going to and all the previous ones. Put in his in his name and he does go to quite a lot in America, like wrestling co- Comic Cons and stuff. So he does frequent them, especially because he's coming to the end of his career. Yeah, yeah, of So course. he's probably not wrestling that much and I imagine it's a big money spinner for, for them all. But he was due to come to the full love of wrestling when, back when it was in Liverpool. Okay. Back in 20... 20- one and 2020 but they were both cancelled i assume because of covid okay so he has been signed up to come there twice before so he is due a visit to the uk to okay. come to this comic con hey well get tickets then how much are they i don't know about 20 or 30 quid about 20 30 quid something yeah, yeah, like that exactly. yes get them ordered yeah so hopefully my dream was just foreshadowing for well, when i meet tall gangly jeff hardy as we've learned over the last few episodes is you put things out into the universe and it happens yeah yeah, all, yeah. literally all the fucking time i know it's crazy you always put things out there and it happens yeah. so your dream of jeff jeffrey yeah jeffrey hardy coming into your life mm-hmm. i think it's going to happen i'm trying and to this manifest is a, this it. is a dream isn't it as oh well? it like, really is like that's a massive childhood dream yeah. like, if i if i could meet him that 100 percent would be a dream come true for me Fingers crossed. I kind of want to meet Sting. But I don't want to meet Sting if he had his face paint on. Yeah. But he won't, so I'm not that bothered. Because everyone will be like, who's that? Whereas if I had a picture with Sting with face paint on, people are like, oh, that's Sting. True. You could get him to sign a picture with his face paint. Yeah, I could. Bet it's well expensive, though, isn't it? I think he was like 60 quid. Oh, my God. Think of all the people dressed up as wrestlers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Should we go dressed up as wrestlers? Oh, my God. Think of Trish Stratus' boobies. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) She was great. She was great. Yeah, I mean, she she took part in many a uh, bra and panty match back in the day. You don't see them anymore, do you? No, they that's, scrapped them. That's that was, not allowed anymore. No, it's not. No. That was very much an attitude era that was a very, um, yes. event. Yeah. God, wrestling was very inappropriate back in the day, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, we, we watched an episode of wrestling before doing this where Jerry Christian and fucking Edge were talking about their nuts. Oh, that was fantastic, and now though. And massive nuts and stuff. Just, yeah, that was so good, though. Big old innuendos, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. I think you could still get away with that, though, to be fair. Oh, I think you could. Uh, so, uh, people of the podcast, I'm just going to pause the podcast to make sure my car's not been hit. Back in a moment. My car was not hit, Ryan. That's good news, isn't it? That is very good news. Yeah, and you've got a face full of what you got. You've got the sour cream, bacon, and chive curly fries. Yeah, they're there. really nice, actually. They're really lovely, aren't they? 
Yeah, I didn't realise you were going to click record, so I was just munching away. But no, that's fine. Yeah, Don't worry. I've fine. been munching on it whilst you was talking about what you was talking about a minute ago. Can't remember. I wasn't paying attention. I was eating. Yeah. So uh, should we get straight into the snack? Seeing as we're feeling a bit munchy, aren't we? Mm. So I think let's let's get snacked on, and then we can um, <laughs> let's get snacked. On. Let's get snacked on, and then, <laughs> and then we can that's get, a whole other section. Then we can get down to the real fucking crux of this podcast. Uh, so how do we do this with some guy, Flu Dranigan or something? Flu Dranigan. Flu Dranigan music. Here come Sam and Ryan. Listen to them both speak. They've come for hours all with their pop culture critique. But are you even a nerd if you don't overread? So come on, everybody, it's the snack of the week. Good old Drew Flanagan. We love that boy, don't we? We bloody do. Oh, we love his music. It. Oh, wow, we bloody do. I especially like it when he sings songs about us. Oh, yeah, that was that one. Yeah, that was that I, one. Yeah. <laughs> I was racking my brain thinking, <laughs> when, when did he do that? No, no, no. No, no, no. no, no. no, no. Uh, right, so snacks. Again, we have chocolatey goodness and another beer, just like last week. So, do you want to do other way around this time? Sure. Let's do it other way around. So, the beer I bought you today, Ryan, because I'm a fucking badass and I like to make sure my boy's got beer. It's only 5.1 this time, though. Thank God. Give me an you... instant headache, that last one. <laughs> nice, though, wasn't it? It was nice. Just 6.5% straight Good. off the bat. Mm. So, I got us a Turning Point Brew Company, and it's a Disco King American Pale Ale. Nice. It's a very funky can. A bloody APA, mate. APA. APA. American Pale Ale. That's it. So let's get this fucker down our gobs, shall we? I just like the idea of being a disco king just for a day. Just for a day. Just for a day. You know what? I'm a big fan of disco. Yeah. Me too. When I'm at the gym, um I go to the gym at work and normally I train with Alex and I normally ask her to put on disco really? house music. Why? It's, it's just Good to work out to. It's good to work out to. It's just nice to listen to as well. A little bit of disco remix. Mm-hmm. Plus, people tend to moan in the gym if you because everyone's got mu- different music tastes. Everyone likes disco. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's inoffensive. Mm-hmm. So you don't play death metal? No, not anymore. That's a not shame. after the death threats. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming, baby. Yeah. Anyway, let's drink a disco king. Yeah. Chin chin, baby. Chin chin. It's a very pink uh, can as well, isn't it? Mm. Don't have to taste of something. I'm trying to figure it out. It could be the sour cream and chives, to be fair. Yeah, it's all in my teeth. Yeah, my teeth. Uh, I'm d- trying to work out the flavour of that. Yeah, no, me too. It's nice though. Mm. And I can guarantee it's another one for your app. It's very inoffensive. It's got an aftertaste and I can't figure out what it is. No, I can't either. Anyway, it, it? I feel like it should be a fruity drink, but it's, but it's, it's not. not. No. So I don't... I can't figure that one out. Mm. No, that's fine. But, we'll, you know, we'll drink the whole thing because it's a big old can. It is a big old can, yeah. Right, let's move over to the chocolatey goodness. Now, we have done, not these before, but this brand before. So we have done the old BNBN. Do, 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 do. BNBN. Do, 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 do. <laughs> no, no more of that. So I found some McVitie BN popping candy sizzling strawberry cake bars. Wow, that's a mouthful. Isn't it just? Let me say it again. The McVitie BN popping candy sizzling strawberry cake bars. <laughs> <laughs> they just look really nice. I'll be honest with you. I was going to yeah, go for do. something a little bit crazy and a little bit out there, but then I went, 
No, popping candy, sizzling, fucking strawberry flavored cake bar. That'd yeah, nice. <laughs> They're quite little. They are lovely, quite little. Li- lovely little pack up sizes. They are lovely pack up sizes, aren't you they? You know, you're something. Yeah, something to have in your pack up every day. Once you've had your sandwich and your bag of crisps. The problem is, so I do eat that for pack up every day. I have like proper pack up. Yeah, but I always get like this size cake bar, or you know, like a club bar. But yeah. because of that size, I put three of them in there. <laughs> so it's like, well, that's not enough. Yeah, that's fair. And then I normally eat two of them before lunch. Mm, so okay. breakfast. Well, there so you go. Enjoy your sizzling steak bar. Thanks. Cheers. <laughs> and your mouth's going to go all poppy poppy now. It's very light. Very light. Don't take much chewing. No. Not a lot of popping. I was just about to say that. No, my, my tongue isn't popping at all. No. No. Mm-hmm. Okay, no sizzling. Mark, see what happens. <laughs> Are you okay, man? Fucking rapper was attacking me. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's what it is. It's just yeah. a lo- lovely little cake bar, isn't it? Yeah, it's all right. I won't say top tier. No, but you know, middle of the road. Yeah, fine. Inoffensive, like uh, the like mm. the beer. Mm. We're having a very inoffensive week. I would have. Some of them in my snack drawer at work. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'll just have one of them. Just fancy a bit of this. Yeah. yeah. One inoffensive week we're having. We're very inoffensive people. Now, should we make this offensive, you prick? Hmm. Speaking of, your wife called us both pricks earlier on Facebook. Oh, on, on the social media. It was rude, wasn't it? it made me, in fact, it made me cry. I'm not going to lie. I don't think she cares. That is offensive. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I got the pop in there. Did you hear that? I was just about to say that. that. I literally bit a, 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 it popped and sizzled in my mouth. <laughs> you happy now? Oh, how offensive. Yeah. Right, what should we talk about now? We've got a film to talk about, but we've also got a question to ask you. What would you like first, Ryan? I'll let you pick. Um, film. Film. Okay. So, we've just watched a film together. We Which have. is nice, because we don't get to watch films together very often. No, not very often at all, because no. we very rarely see each other where we think we've got enough free time to sit and watch a whole film. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we've it's got to be that. We're going to the cinema, or we're doing the horror date with the fucking psychosocials. Yeah. I mean, we say we never get to sit and watch a film together that often. The last two episodes, we've talked about films that we've sat and watched together. Well, yeah, but the last one we recorded 20 minutes ago, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's not, it generally doesn't happen that often. It, do, it really doesn't happen that often. In fact, we've probably only seen, what, five films together? Together. Yeah. Yeah, five, not six, many. Something. That's not many yeah, at all, not, is not, it? Yeah. But this is one that you wanted to see. I have seen in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, just come on to Netflix. So we're going to discuss Studio 666. Yes. Which is the horror film written by Dave Grohl. <laughs> Based on a story by Dave Grohl and starring the Foo Fighters. Yes. Because when you want a gory horror film, mm-hmm. I like to think to myself, let's let's bang some horror classics in here. Yeah. The Foo Fighters. Mm. Is they, wanting they scream horror to mm. me. Absolutely. So, um, Ryan, why don't you tell the lovely people a synopsis of Studio 666? Okay. So, Dave Grohl mm-hmm. and the Foo Fighters are mm-hmm. due to record their next album, but they're having a bit of writer's block. Can't come up with anything. So they need some inspiration because it's their 10th studio album. So gotta it's got to be big. Got to be big. Got to go big. So um, 
they don't know what to get, do. They're having an argument with like the studio exec and he's like, you know, we need to do go somewhere, somewhere inspirational like Led Zeppelin did when they went to a castle and they came up with the dragons and the wizards and stuff. So we need that. And then the studio exec has a little thought. He's like, I know exactly where to send you. And he sends them to a studio that we see right at the start of the film back in 1993 where... There are some grisly, grisly murders taking place. The death of Jenna Ortega. Yes, straight away. <laughs> it's literally opening scene and someone's screaming. It's like recording studio equipment. Someone's screaming. It pans down and there's a woman crawling across the floor, like her legs, like like bones sticking out of her legs. She's screaming. Um, and you can't really see her that well, but I just instantly turned to you, didn't I? And I was just like, is that Jenna Ortega? I was like, no, it's You're not. You're like, no way. And then... Next second, someone stands over and smashes her head to pieces with a hammer. I was like, yeah, probably not Jenna Ortega because she wouldn't be in this film for like less than 10 seconds. Anyway, I was like, I'm going to check because I'm pretty sure that's Jenna Ortega. Googled it. Fair enough, sure enough. There she is. There she is. And because the next scene is the newspaper article of her death and it's clearly Wednesday Adams. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> clearly her and the name pops up in the credits, Jenna Ortega. I was like, wow, because it only came out last year. So it's not as if... Jenna Ortega was a nobody then. I know she's certainly made it massive since Wednesday's come out. Yeah, yeah. Which was this year, was it? Was it? Back in the last year, maybe. Maybe, I don't, maybe. Know I don't actually know. No, I think no. it was early this year. I'm losing track of time now. I'm old now, mate. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. So they decide to move into this studio and it's, ooh, haunted. Got got eerie vibes. And that's where they decide to um to, to, to make their, their next album. And then things start to unravel. You know, their um, tech guy gets killed, you know, because the electrics get shorted out by like an evil spirit. And he Played get- by Kerry King. And for those of you that uh, are not into your heavy metal, it's the guitarist from Slayer. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. But nice little cameo there mm-hmm. for the music world. And... Then eventually Dave is losing the plot and eventually gets sort of possessed and it's all about him creating this mad album or, and it's all linked to demon demonic possession. And do we go into spoiler territory? No, we'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Leave I, it I, I think you've, you've pulled it quite nicely. So the reason they decide to record there is as Muso's are, he's in the front room and he's clapping. He's giving mm-hmm. it this going, ah, this sound isn't quite right. Yeah. And on the claps, you kind of hear this, ah, yeah, like a ghost a, in the like background. A ghost in the background. And he's like, oh, and he does it again. And it's there. Ah, yeah. And then that's the sound he's looking for. He's yeah. Like, like, that's e- the sound. Evil death spirit yeah, sound. So, so when they finally come around to playing this song, the first note is just a bomb. Yeah. But every time they play it, I quite like this. You always hear that. Ah, yeah. In the background. And he calls it the L minor. The song is in L minor. Yes, so, a whole new note, yeah, isn't it? For, like a new for key. those of you that aren't into music, like, music doesn't go up to L. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so it's basically, it's gory as shit. It's very, very gory. Very gory um, horror film. I would class it as a co- uh, horror comedy. I would say horror comedy, yeah. It's funny. It is very funny in parts. It's r- ridiculous. And, and that's what it is. Kind of like talking about Five Nights at Freddy last week. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous in parts. You laugh sometimes because of the very poor, piss poor acting by some of the people. But at the same time, it's in like a forgivable, it's meant to be this way. It's yeah. meant to be bad acting. You, but there's yeah. some genuinely funny jokes in there as well. Yeah. You, 
you've got to take it with a pinch of salt because the stars are the Foo Fighters who aren't actors. Oh, absolutely. So I was reading an article on the film itself and, you know, Dave Grohl was saying, yeah, at the end of the day, yeah, we do music videos and stuff, but like we're not actors. So most actors will get something in four or five takes, but it was like we were 20, 25 takes every time. Wow. Because okay. we're all laughing, we're all taking the piss like it's just what it is. So it was like, it was a long process, but a very fucking random fun process. I wonder why they decided to do it. So apparently one of his friends who's in the industry came up to him and was like, dude, we want to bang you in a horror film. It'd be fucking wicked. So that um, place that they did it, they recorded an album in. Right. Okay. So after he spoke to a friend about it, it was like, we'd love to do a horror film with you. Dave, they recorded the album in the house and Dave Gold was like, Oh, after we recorded the album, should we do like a horror short? Yeah, like, okay. You know, he said it was always supposed to just be a horror short, but obviously he spoke to his mate who was in the industry and it just become this massive Hollywood fucking... Hour, it's like an hour 46. Oh, hour, four, hour 46. It's a proper horror yeah, film. Yeah, full film. It had a it had a cinema release. Wow, like, I didn't realise it. Oh, yeah, a cinema yeah, yeah, release, yeah. A cinema release. Yeah, I, I unfortunately missed it at the cinema. Um, but yeah, yeah, full cinema release and everything. So their idea was to do like a 10-minute horror because the, the Foo Fighters are known for their brilliant music videos oh yeah it's one of the reasons why I think this why so many people love them because I like I do like their music they're not my they're not, not one of my favorite bands mm-hmm. that, and that's not say, taking anything away from them because I do really like them but what I love 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 about the Foo Fighters is their music videos absolutely pure entertainment and I feel like that makes you like the band and that therefore the music even more it makes them just such like appealing characters or like personalities. So I think that's part of the reason why Dave Grohl is so well liked and everyone seems to love him. I mean, he's like one of the nice guys of the industry. Everyone says that. Yeah. So it's like, and it's, yeah, he's got a lot of like charisma and cheekiness and that's always evident in their ridiculous and fun, um, music Music, videos. So this felt like in a lot of ways, just an actual, like a video, and a full feature film of that. Of the, yeah, because bearing in mind, Everlong was a piss take of Evil Dead, wasn't it? Yeah. The Everlong video. Yeah, uh, yeah. Then you've got to think of things like Learn to Fly on the Plane. Yeah. Uh, what was the one where the drive through cinema? What song was that for? Breakout, was it? Yeah, yeah, Breakout. Yeah, yeah. So they've done some big, banging what was, yeah. fucking What was videos. the other one? Um, Long Road to Ruin was a big one as well, where like, oh, he yeah, plays yeah, like, he's like, is he like a film star in yeah. that or something? Yeah, they've all got mad ones. Um, is it Run? Run's another one where they're all old people in that. I in don't a, think I know oh, that. Oh, that's a really good one. Yeah. Where they're all like in a like a retirement home. But then going to the more serious ones like the the Pretender, which obviously is just them playing, but whilst the riots going on around them, like yeah, yeah, it's such a banging fucking video. Mm. So they're known for going out there, and, and he's always said like to him, music videos are, are silent movies. Yeah. Because they're just acting without having to talk because their voice is the song. Yeah. So he's always enjoyed that side of it. Of we just get to arse about. But um, you made quite an interesting point watching it. So obviously, you know, the late great Taylor Hawkins is obviously in it uh, before he passed away. <clears throat> and you commented on how you thought he'd probably have more of a role in the film than he mm, did. Yeah. I felt like because Taylor is... I would say just as big as Dave in a lot of ways, especially has such just as big a presence in a lot of the music videos. You know, he's always like the cheeky one. He's always funny. He's always like over the top, certainly in the music videos. So I thought we'd have a similar sort of role in the film, but I felt like he was very, um, cause he's probably number two in Foo Fighters, wasn't he? Yeah. Cause like, 
he, yeah, again, probably more because of the music videos, but him and Dave used to swap live on stage and he'd come out and sing so yeah, yeah. Dave would jump on the on the Yeah, the yeah, drums. yeah. So I, I say definitely, yeah. It was the, those two were like the, the sort of top two. But yeah, he just seemed a bit, um, I don't know. I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. A little bit reserved. Yeah, I think yeah. I say it's just a bit reserved. I don't know if that was an intentional thing or whether he's just actually a bit more shy or or what. I don't know. What do you think? This was towards the end of his life as well, wasn't yeah, it? And, yeah, and you don't know if that is actually playing any sort of factor or what his health was like. And obviously, I know he died from a heart attack, didn't he? But yeah. there was a lot of say, things around. You know, he was a, a lifelong um, drug user mm-hmm. and. I don't know. You, you just don't just, know. Just yeah. don't know. Or maybe he just wasn't written in that much or he, you know. You yeah, because obviously no the, the star of the show is, is Dave Grohl and he's the main character. Um, but yeah, I just felt like that Taylor, out of all the band members, you'd like you said, you thought you'd, I would see him as the second biggest. Yeah. Probably had maybe the least. I would probably so, say he was the least presence in the film. Yeah. So talk us through the acting. Um... <laughs> Bearing in mind, we're talking about rock stars. In a you know film. what? I have. It wasn't that bad. I actually, Dave Grohl was actually pretty decent. He was good. Wasn't he, he was good, and he he's got good delivery. Obviously, you know he's not an actor, but I I feel like he he was able to carry the film, and I, there was wasn't any sort of scenes where I felt like he missed a beat or anything. He he seemed natural. He seemed comfortable in the role. Um, so I think he, yeah, he was pretty good. The other band members hit and miss. Yeah. They but, weren't that, they weren't overly bad. They were just, just not as confident. I think yeah. that's the thing. So, so for example, I'd say probably the person with the second most amount of presence was probably Pat Smear. Yeah. But his acting was atrocious. His but acting in was such atrocious. a fun way. Like but, if a go, if, if a demon comes up to him, he's the pure Macaulay Culkin hand on cheek. Ah! Yeah, type, but uh, running done, off. Yeah, yeah it was it's... done so well and in jest that he he knew where his strengths are. I think are, that, and that wasn't it. Yeah, yeah, and I think he, but put, he played it, it off so well. I think that's the thing. Like he just they've sort of played to his strengths because he could be silly and over the top. Yeah, quite camp in a way as well. Very and, camp. He the whole time he randomly sleeps on a worktop because there isn't a bed for him, and he's always wearing a not you know like a bed cap. Yeah, like an like old classic cap p- and pajamas. Classic pajamas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know what? Yeah, I I enjoyed it absolutely fantastic scene probably the best scene in it is where dave starts playing hello by is it hello by lionel richie by lionel richie yeah oh that is out we were crying <laughs> with that weren't we? we were genuinely yeah, yeah. properly laughing uh like proper belly laughing i won't spoil the scene but yeah just really good so there was like proper like hidden gem moments in oh, the definitely. film great comedy great gore Probably just went on a bit too long. Maybe. I think a 90-minute film would have been good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe just drop it by 20 minutes, mm-hmm. I think. Because um, it just, a couple of times, it's like, oh, they go to leave and then they come back and it just felt like that got dragged out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but what was really interesting at one point is that they go, he, you know, Dave Grohl's character, character, he plays himself. He goes into the basement um, in a way. It's like all this the source of like the demonic possession and stuff and like like you find in any classic horror like oh an evil book and stuff very evil dead very necrocomicon style yeah. yeah um and then there's like this old record player and there's a like he finds this old record doesn't he it's like um 
Death Widow, was it? Something Widow. Yeah, I think it was Death Widow. Death Widow. And it's like this old song. And he's like, oh, amazing. Dream and Widow. Dream Widow. And he and he plays it. And it's like this banging like guitar riff. And it's like proper heavy. And I just turned to you straight away. I was like, is this a real song? Yeah. And we Googled it straight away. And it was like, oh, it is a real song and a real album and a real band. And then I was like, oh, it came out in 2022. And then you were able to just check. And it's like, it's actually the Foo Fighters. And it's the, an album they created for, for the, film. the film. Yeah. And it is metal yeah 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 yeah. it's not the food fighters as you know i mean it is screaming shouting real heavy licks yeah i love it yeah like, oh I, it's I'm so good that. i like that what the one song that the, the you know the one he finds in the film i put that one on start with i was like it's ten and a half minutes oh yeah yeah like and it's fantastic i love I, I want to actually properly listen to the album because Anytime you listen to music in a film, you only ever really get snippets yeah, and, you know, the dialogue over the top and stuff. So it'd be actually really cool to listen to that properly from start to finish. Yeah. So all in all, would you give it some thumbs ups? I would give it thumbs up. Like, if you're a fan of the Foo Fighters, you're going to love it. Well, here's a question. Do you think there's many people on earth that don't like the Foo Fighters? And I'd like to hear from you guys listening. Like, let us know if you genuinely dislike the Foo Fighters and why. Because I just feel the Foo Fighters are the band that... Ev- I don't give a fuck whether you're into fucking happy hardcore or classic or whatever. You bang on Everlong or learn to fly or, or one of the, you know what I mean? You yeah. know the words. Yeah, yeah. And you're dancing to it and you're happy. Break it. You know, everyone knows these songs. Yeah, exactly. And I just feel, and maybe it is the music videos. Maybe it is just that they are the good guys of the fucking music industry. Yeah, I just feel everybody loves the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I get Rightly I, so I get as well. They're not, like you say, not your favourite band. They're not mine. I only own one Foo Fighters album. I got it on vinyl. Um, so I don't think I probably only got one Foo Fighters song on my playlist, but I love the Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the same time, I think that's the thing. Like sticking with the theme of today, that they're inoffensive. You know, you don't like you said. You don't have to be into that that their genre of music to just like them, like them, or like them as people, and that instantly makes you want to like their music more. Yeah, I don't know. What a career Dave Grohl's had. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, from, from the drummer of Nirvana. And you always forget that he was the drummer of Nirvana. I think a lot mm. of people do. And what I always what always shocks me is I always think of because he's young in Nirvana, but really there's only like two or three years between Nirvana and Foo Fighters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is crazy because they seem like two completely different eras of music. Absolutely, yeah. You know. Very much like the grunge scene of the early 90s, you know, Nirvana, they were the, the leads of that. They were massive, but short-lived, you know, a fire that burnt bright, but very, but extinguished quickly. How many albums did they have? Three? Three, maybe. Yeah. Three, oh, four tops. Um, and then, uh, and then Foo Fighters, I would very much put in like what I grew up with of the Karangi era. Oh yeah, You sure, know, yeah. like them and Blink and... Tenacious D and Green Day and mm-hmm. all that era of music that we grew up with, yeah, I yeah, put yeah. Foo Fighters fully in that mold. Oh, me too. Yeah. And Nirvana, again, probably maybe it's just for me, but because Nirvana came out when I was a, like a baby or a toddler, you know, I mean, so I didn't. That was like before my time, even yeah, though I was still alive for that. So yeah, for me, they feel like two totally separate eras. Mm. But really, only spread like separated by two or three years, which is crazy. Yeah, it is because there's a isn't there a documentary out from Dave Grohl when he buys an old um, recording studio? Was it one in Seattle or something like that? That all the grunge bands 
used to record and he bought it and recorded some albums or something. I'm sure, I might be butchering it, but it's definitely, is it Sound City or something like that? He's got a documentary out where he buys his recording studio and produces some albums in it. Right, I don't but know. It's, it's all like know. based around is Seattle grunge. No, yeah, I don't know. You could be right. I'll have to find it. I, I know. I know one of my friends. He's a massive, massive Dave Grohl fan, and I know a lot of people are. Um, have you listened to the DGs? No. So the DGs, um, Pete from work introduced me to the DGs. Okay. Um, he's big into his punk and stuff, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, but yeah. um, he said he said, "Oh, I listen to the DGs, and it is basically Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters covering the Bee Gees." That's insane. It's all on Spotify. It's amazing. Is it really? It's so good. Yeah. Um, they've got a full album. It's just called like, yes, yeah, I think it's just the DGs. Oh, wow. I'll look um, out for that. And I'm sure Pete said that <laughs> it had like a limited edition vinyl run. Oh, wow. Um, obviously, it go, they go for crazy, crazy money now because mm. limited edition and one off. But yeah, we'll have to listen to some later. Oh, but for it's, sure, it's just yeah. banging. Like his voice just works so well. Oh, amazing. Um, just good fun, right? And I think that's the thing, like, he, Dave Grohl's so talented, he could just turn his hand to anything. Big time as well, yeah. And I think because he, like I said, he, you know, because he is such a, like, a nice guy and, like you said, a good guy. And very you, talented. In, you instantly can buy into it. Like, he does, a, he does a horror film, he's like, yeah, of course Dave Grohl can get away with that. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's, gonna, he's now going to do disco music. Yeah, well, it, of course, of course he, he can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, it's, it's like, almost like, whatever he can turn it wants to turn his hand to he'll get support for that don't you want to be that guy though oh but yeah. just if you do it to be fair weird no it's weird because let, let's go back to when you and me first started knocking about yeah that was you you was that in my life of so you you <sighs> were just you mean this, you were just this cool guy that i knew and i was like this motherfucker is so cool then i was like oh uh yeah no ryan's really into dungeons and dragons this was before i properly knew what a nerd you are i was like yeah of course he is and he gets where it's his call oh yeah did you know that ryan uh tends his own herb garden of course he does yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course he does like to look at you you don't go he's like this cool motherfucker <laughs> who sits at home fucking nerdy as arsehole i think, I think With, people sh- uh, yeah looking after well, his herb garden playing D. <laughs> it's just mad that, like to me it was so weird when i first met you of like just to me, you was the epitome of coolness. Oh, thanks. I expect, you know, and I knew you was into your football and stuff, so I was just expecting you to be this, like a lad's lad. Like this stereotypical yeah, lad's yeah, lad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, you fucking dweeb. <laughs> I am the biggest nerd going. Oh, yeah. by far. And, I, and I'm proud to be that. You yeah, know you, what I mean? You, you throw me out the water. And I thought <laughs> I was a nerd. I'm a wannabe. Uh, it's good fun. You, I, you know, there's a lot of things to go out and enjoy in life, isn't there? Of course and there is, we, If you want to try something, just do it. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm totally that. This is why I did the old tarot reading stuff. Yeah, how's that going? Uh, I've done a couple more readings. The last few days, I've not done anything. I'd probably say for the last, I did promise myself I'd do something every day, and I haven't done for the last three, four days, but I will. You yeah, know, in the next couple of days, I'll whip back out again. I'll do a bit it's more just research. Just something you can easy pick up and, and yeah, have absolutely. Go at. I've started listening to a podcast actually. Okay, um, I cannot remember what it's what it's called. It's a woman called Bridget something or other, but it's just a tarot reading thing, and she just explains sort of like myths of tarot reading, and that's cool. It's just very interesting. It's one of these because I listen to the same podcast over and over again, um, just to break it up. You know, sometimes yeah, when I'm driving, I want a podcast, but oh, you know, this one podcast I listen to, I'm like the third rerun of listening. Yeah, and it's like. I just want something different. I can't be asked to listen to music, so I'll pop this on, listen to a couple of they're only half hour runs. Yeah. And it might just be, oh, these are the the four things of what not to do when reading your own tarot. Yeah. Or something like that. So yeah, I'm finding it 
Nice. Finding it quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need something to listen to on my drives because I go like like you. I go through phases where I'll go through like I'm not so much with the podcasts like I've said before, but I'll go through audio books and then and then I'll listen to a few of them and then I really want to go back to my music. So yeah, recently yeah, yeah. I've been smashing. Obviously Johnny Flink's he's got a new album out as mentioned previously. Hosier is another one I've mm-hmm. been smashing because he's got a new album out fantastic really really good album like his voice is just unbelievable oh absolutely um so yeah so i'm like you know what maybe i'll get dave grohl's autobiography because mm. he brought that out i think it last year yeah, yeah and yeah. he narrates it as well which I, I always find is important because i don't like it when someone brings out an autobiography and then someone else narrates it it's, it's like weird, it, it just, it? i just don't find that, i find that weird read to me about your own life yeah yeah because i recently uh, listen to Arnold Schwarzenegger's new book that mm-hmm. he he read himself. So, oh, cool. maybe I'll give that because I've got all these credits that build up on my on my uh, Audible because yeah. I don't buy books all the time. I'm not on it, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll give that a listen. Yeah, do it, mate. Do it. Seeing as I were on a bit of a Dave Grohl binge, yeah, fucking why not? Why not? I've got a question for you then. Go on then. You just said how there's a lot of things out there to try, mm-hmm. and you've got to put your hand to new things and try new things. Yeah. So this is something I was thinking about when I was driving the other day. Um, so we talk a lot about pop culture. We talk about wrestling. We talk about, you know, we've spoke about like old, um, like skateboarding. We spoke about films, music, TV, all these fucking brilliant things. If you could try your hand at any of the things that we talk about, what would it be? So if we're talking about films, that could be anything from directing to writing to... Um, acting itself music it could be an instrument itself or actually performing or you know that's a great question um i've thought about this before actually okay what i'd like to try um heroin (laughs) how did you know and here's some i brought with me here's some i prepared earlier (laughs) no um when i was a kid I, i would have loved to do, I've done wrestling. Of course. I really, really wanted to do wrestling. I all, it was always something I used to like play wrestle. Like I'd always throw myself around. Um, like when we got a trampoline in the garden, I was always practicing, but like, jet, like, like pushing myself. Obviously like I wasn't properly wrestling, but it's like, right. I want to be able to do like a swanton bomb. I want to be able to do a front yeah. flip. And then it's like, right. I want to be able to do a back flip. So I would be out there practicing, practicing, practicing until I could do like five back flips after one after another. And maybe, and I was just like, I'd have fucking loved to have done something like wrestling. But in England, and especially that time, wasn't a thing. Now, now, if we, if we was 20 again, yeah. we'd be in the wrestling scene in a heartbeat. Because yeah. it's that, like, local wrestling is huge now. It's, it's yeah, it seems to have had, like, a proper revival, which is amazing. And, like, but when I was a kid, it it wasn't unheard of. It was like a circus act that would come oh, around yeah, yeah, once yeah. every blue moon. And especially, like, being, like, countryside, you know, bloody Derbyshire it's not like it's a not like like your local football team that every bloody village has got at least seven so I would love to have done that and so I'm someone that's obviously I I like my fitness and like my sports and stuff as well so I I would love to I would genuinely even now I'd love to do it even if it was like because you said before how like you've been like when you were like in a band and you know, mm-hmm. had like a like a guest appearance at like wrestling events and i would love to do something like that yeah, yeah you know yeah. like if me and you could have like into the podcast special 
match up or something that would be cool as yeah, anything yeah, yeah. um i'd love to genuinely try that at least i've not like i've never been in a wrestling ring before no i haven't do you no. know what i mean like that'd be so cool just to give that a go probably too old for that now really to have i don't think we could have probably have a career in wrestling no i think you could probably have a fuck about match i got i'm way too fat for that now i'm too big i, I wouldn't be able to i think you bounce a lot easier than me yeah, but it's not just about that. It's about your persona and stuff as well. Oh, persona-wise, like, I'd smash it. Yeah, you, and that's, you, that, that's half the battle, yeah. though, isn't it? So, like... You've seen me on a mic several yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, so I think you'd carry that. And you look yeah. at wrestling, a lot of the guys, it's not about being... It doesn't matter how, what your size is, how big or small you are. You just play to your strengths, don't you? Like, you look at some of, like, the massive people that would come in, like, you know, like, someone, even, like, someone like The Big Show, he couldn't move, mm. really. He was just... a big guy but the play to that he always just the giant or whatever and so i think yeah i definitely think you could do that persona wise i kill it that's I, i'm very because this is the weirdest thing my persona is so good like you've seen me on karaoke and stuff and how i can pull in such a big crowd and obviously i i was in a band for a long time and when i was in that band like i was where your eyes went yeah yeah but i do that because of my lack of confidence in myself right yeah, yeah. so i didn't think i was a very good guitarist so if i was jumping about and jumping on step jumping into the crowd and it would distract it, it, from it, it didn't yeah. matter if i hit a bum note when i'm singing i know i can't sing so that's why i fucking jump around i'm pulling people in i'm singing with people i'm duetting because it doesn't matter if i can't sing very well because i'm singing to you and it comes across as fun and yeah yeah instead of it just being stood there and i can't sing do you know what i mean yeah i get that so, yeah so it's really weird how like my shyness brings out this big persona in me that i can I get so shy and so like, oh my God, I'm nervous that it brings out this huge personality. In yeah. Me. So it's I, such a weird like concept, isn't uh, it? Yeah, it is crazy. So I think you'd smash that. And I think yeah. we could, maybe it's a, we could be a great tag team because you be could be, you could be team. like the persona and the character and I'll just fucking fly around and just do flips and shit. You be the wrestler. I'll be your Paul Heyman. Yeah. I'll just, oh, be, I'll just be your manager. That'd be amazing. The guy that talks for you all the time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll just be the silent wrestler, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe like a mask on or something. Uh-huh like a tiny dweeby cane, like doesn't say anything, doesn't really do anything, but you'll be the, you'll be the, uh, yeah, the of voice course. of that. There you go. We could do that. That would be mint. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, I think I would, I would love to do acting. Mm -hmm. I am so shy though. Well, you, like, you, you, hey, you're the only one of the people I know that's been in a film, mate. Yeah, but I, mean, I wasn't really, was I? Yes, like, I, was, was. I was in a film, but I didn't have to act in the film. <laughs> you did. Um, you had to walk away from a camera that's still acting. You could have you know, walked put, we'll, we'll put that on later, shall we? Yeah, so yeah. I haven't watched that. I've genuinely <laughs> not watched that for about 15 years. So probably since it came I've out. I've never seen it. So we'll just skip to the scene, see if we can see me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to do that. And I, what, I, what I'd love to do is I wouldn't want to be like a, a serious actor. I would love to be in films where it's fun and very much like the Studio 666 thing. Mm -hmm. I would love to do that. Like if me and you made a horror film, like just, and we'll just do it for fun. Um, well, we've discussed this, haven't we? Me and Ryan have discussed having just a night. Because at the minute I'm fucking, whenever you're not doing it, I'm around there. Because I, I just, I, I miss yeah. it, mate. I miss yeah, just yeah. getting pissed and having fun. So we've decided one night we're going to get together, chill, have some beers, have some food, and we're going to write a film. Yeah. And I think we're really cool. And we'll do a podcast episode where we sort of read it out afterwards. And, yeah. And I think that's be quite cool that we'll start off with horror because it's what we know best. Yeah. But then we'll move on. We'll do a thriller one. And every X amount of months we'll be able to bring, oh, this is our thriller film. Here's yeah. our rom-com. Here's our... And Well, this came about because I think I watched a shocking horror film. I can't remember what it was. 
it was a few weeks ago and I just texted you straight away. I was like, dude, there is some absolute shite films out there. And I was like, we could genuinely, genuinely write better films than some of the, especially in the horror genre, because anything goes in that, you know, and knowing what we know and what, like being big film buffs and big film nerds, I think that goes a long way because I feel like we know what, as fans, we know what we want to see from a film so I, I, yeah, I said to you and you were like, well, do you reckon? So that, that's how that came about. And I definitely mm. think if we put our heads together, we could genuinely come up with something that would be half decent. Oh, or for sure. Certainly better than a lot of the shit that actually gets made. That's <laughs> know, the, and that's yeah. the crazy yeah, 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 thing. Yeah. So God knows half of the stuff that just gets rejected as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll definitely have to give that a go. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of acting, like, I'd love to do it, but... I'm very shy and I think I'm someone like when I'm dicking about, when I'm comfortable and like around people I'm comfortable with, yeah, I can dick about and like, like with Claire or whatever, I'll constantly recite, I take on characters like from Lord of the Rings and recite scenes. I'll play every character and I'll do it. And Claire, like most of the time, obviously just dicking about, but sometimes you're like, that was amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, were yeah. just like that character, but then put me in a room full of couple people. Can't do it. Yeah. Go sing karaoke, even drunk in a bar. Oh, no way. No chance. No chance. So I would love to be able to do that, but I don't think I'd be, I don't know if I could, I don't have what you have where yeah. you can go, right. I'm pushing through that and doing the total opposite. I just think I would probably just retreat <laughs> into myself and just, yeah. So, so yeah. acting and wrestling would be your two, which I suppose come hand in hand. They come hand they? in hand, yeah. Mm. And obviously a little bit of writing. We'll see how the writing goes with yeah, that we'll see writing that. career. Um, what about you? I mean, I've done the music thing. Um, obviously the band got to a reasonable level. Mm. You know, I've, I've had my rock star moments. Yeah. Um, I would like to have some bigger rock star moments. Um, I don't think my talent would get me. We can all learn, can't we? Yeah, of course. Um, So I I guess music would be one. I'd love to have maybe just gone a little bit further with that, but I've had my, I've had my rock star moments, which has been great. Um, I think another one for me, skateboarding. Mm, Yeah. I would love to have picked that up when I was young. And if it weren't for the fact that I always said, like, I'm going to shove my kid in a skateboard as soon as they can walk. It's a bit of a different story because, like, I'm really weird with uh, wearing shoes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, she trips over and hurts herself. Like, yeah. we get so protective over our kids that, like, I feel so bad. Like, when you was around the other day and she fell over my foot, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my baby, baby, are you okay? You, know you mean, mean when you pushed her? Yeah, well, fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, bless her. She'd come, she come over for a cuddle, and she went, oh, I love you, Daddy. I went, oh, I love you, sweetheart. And then she walked off, but just walked straight into my foot and fell over. And I thought, oh, no. But do you know what I mean? So like, I would love to have, when I was younger, taken up skateboarding properly. Yeah. And just not even to be amazing, to be able to drop in. Yeah, yeah. To be okay. able to drop in and do a couple of circuits of a half pipe. Mm-hmm. To be able to do that thing where you throw it and then jump on it and then just ollie up a curb. Like... Yeah. If I could use a skateboard as a mode of transport. Yeah. Because, and this is something that I would have to do within the next five years, but every year I try and do something for charity. Oh, so yeah. obviously I've done the tattoo stuff before. I, yeah. The last couple of years I've done the, the, streaming. Uh, the streaming thing. So an idea I had a couple of years ago was I want to do a coast to coast, sideways, not up to down, because mm-hmm. I'm fucking too fat, um, on a longboard. Nice, yeah, so, cool. So do a coast-to-coast coast on a longboard, and I think it would definitely, I'd earn money because I'm so unfit that 
I would really have to push myself and get myself fit enough and blah, blah, blah. But I'm just too scared. Oh, like, yeah. I remember back in the day when I used to longboard and whenever there was a slight decline and you get that speed wobble because oh, you're going too fast, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know you're coming off it. Yeah. And I just thought I'll spend more time falling off it than actually going. Yeah. But yeah, it's one. Of, that is my dream at the minute, longboarding coast to coast. That'd be awesome. It would be cool. And you could do, definitely do that. That's it's, definitely, it's, that's definitely yeah, oh, achievable. Yeah. Oh, achievable. Like definitely. that's more achievable than me doing any wrestling. Yeah, Do you know what I yeah, mean? True. Like that's that's something that just a year of prep it takes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the other thing, something in the music, something in the movie industry. Like I love, I love the idea of acting, but when you think about it, I bet it's boring as fuck being in the music and in the movie industry. Yeah, because if you think you're an actor, you spend six to nine months doing a film, just. Go again, go again, go again. And then you spend the next three months pushing it and going on panel shows and this yeah, and the yeah, other. Yeah. And then you can't walk around about people being like, oh my God, oh my God. I think there's it? a lot of drawbacks to it, isn't oh, there? there? Genuinely, is- I think being a fucking a film star must be a nightmare. Yeah, and it's not all glamorous. And it's interesting saying that because when I, again, I keep harping back to it, but when we went to the Horror Comic Con and Brad Jurif was on the stage and answering questions. And one of the questions posed to him was, what advice would you give to someone becoming wanting to become an actor? And his advice was, don't do it. Really? And, and he was like, that's someone who's been in the industry since he was, what, 20? Probably, uh-huh. you know, he's been in the industry 50 years. And he was like, it is hard and it is not glamorous. And he's someone who's made it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, God, like, he's yeah, like yeah, an yeah. Oscar-nominated actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, it is not what people think it is. It is really, really hard. It is not glamorous well, what at we, all. What we see is what's on social media. Yeah, of course. And it's fake. What we don't see is, yeah, like getting up at 4 a.m. to go put your makeup on and then, you know, sitting on set, doing fuck all most of the day whilst they set up the set and they redo it. And then oh, you, yeah. you say the same line eight times or you don't even say a line because you just stood in the background and then that's it yeah yeah i mean i mean to to be fair it's it's nowhere near but i mean even when i used to do music like you would set off at one in the afternoon to do a 50 minute show yeah at half eight yeah but you are non-stop because you've got the travel then it's lugging all your gear in then it's waiting around then it's oh fuck it who do we need to talk to to get this sorted and that sorted and then sound check in and then fucking blah 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 to go on stage for 50 minutes to feel like an absolute boss for 50 minutes to come off. And then it's nice. People come up to you like, oh my God, that's really good. Blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, yeah. You have our fire of the rock star feeling. Then it's packing down, fucking blah, mm-hmm. blah. The drive back, sweaty, uncomfortable, itchy. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's a full day's work for oh, yeah, fi- yeah. 50 minutes to then walk away normally for no money <laughs> for us. But yeah. do you know what I mean? Like for them guys, it's a full day's work for them to probably be on set actually speaking lines for maybe an hour. Yeah. 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 And Obviously, there's different levels to anything, isn't there? I think if you're like the big A-lister, you don't do any of that. You will literally come on. You won't be hanging around. You will be to an extent, but you'll come in. You'll be prioritized. Or, you know, Mr. DiCaprio's here, so let's get all his stuff done. He won't, he'll have stand-ins, so he doesn't have to stand there and have the, for the other actors to say the lines to. So, and then you'll just go sit in his probably $5 million trailer that's got more luxuries than our houses put together. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like, that, that'd be different, but you think how much cod we could play though, if you're yeah. using a five million pound trailer. Oh God, I know. Can't you just become a fucking <laughs> famous actor so we can do that? I can't, I've got too many tattoos now. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, well, but... no, I mean, you could just become a tattooed, yeah, there's plenty of tattooed actors out there. Yeah. You'd just be used for a certain role. Yeah, true. 
I think maybe what we should do is we should do our own film. And I think we should do our, I definitely think we should do our own version of Studio 666. I'm down. We will write this horror film, but then what we'll do is we'll make it. All right. We'll, and we'll write, direct, and star in our own horror film. God, this would be fucking amazing. That's what we should do. Well, the because thing- then that won't be boring because we'll be responsible for all aspects of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are some, I can't remember what it was called, but there was a film that actually made it on Netflix. The whole thing was shot on an iPhone. Yeah. Um, so I was saying to you the other day, wasn't I? I've got a friend, um, Sean. He, anyone that has come across my music in the past, we've got a few music videos. So he um, filmed and like directed all of our music videos. So he's really made it in the in the film industry now. So he's he's shot a couple of films. He's been in a couple of films that he's shot. He's like a, a sole cinematographer, cameraman, like normally when they pay him to do the film there's just him yeah like he's with the director fucking doing it right i'd love to get him on here but oh, the thing yeah. is he, he's big time now do you know what i mean yeah he's kind of like hey I, like bear in mind i say hey dude do you remember me like i bumped into him in smith's toy store like three months ago and he stopped and we had a half hour chat so yeah like, okay he, he, you know what i mean like he remembers me and he knows me and he's still like, oh hey dude and he likes some of the stuff of pop and shit but i just don't know whether because i've not seen him properly to actually hang out with since the band days yeah of course like, what would uh hey dude you want to come be on a podcast but i'd love that to actually have him here and be like talk us through it oh yeah that'd talk be us so through cool a day on set because like in fact i'll i'll show you some of his films because they are just like b horrors but they're fuck, they're fun they, they're good. there you go that, maybe this great. is our way in that's our connection mm. and we'll get our own our own horror film out there and then we'll get him to come film it for us and i'll get him to come film it and we'll then give him a quid yeah. In a BNBN fucking <laughs> popping candy, strawberry luscious lips fucking cake Maybe bar. three, because only little. You can have two. I want one more. All right, fine. And a handful of uh, sour cream and chocolate. Yeah, there's not a lot of them Crisps. left. But yeah. So, yeah, we should definitely do this. Oh, I think down. I love how this has progressed from I was drunkenly writing a horror film to now actually making this film. But the drunkenly part's not going away, is it? Oh, no. I think I need that for the courage. Oh, yeah, I yeah, think definitely. I'll actually be a half-decent actor if I was drunk. Pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not so not so you blind pissed, but you know when you've got that good level, like that, that that Dutch courage. You know when you know when like you're playing pool, you start off, you're a bit rigid, not that good. A few beers in, oh, hitting it. Taking yeah. those chances, it's pulling off. A couple more beers, you shit again, you can't see. It's that fine balance. Well, I always said this about bowling, you know. I always said First game of bowling, I'm shit at. Second yep. game of bowling, I'm good at because I'm normally three, four beers deep. Mm. And the third, I'm shit at because I'm pissed. I've been bowling twice since sober, and it turns out I'm fucking really good at bowling. Oh, so maybe we don't drink. <laughs> maybe it's an illusion. Like, yeah. And it turns out, actually, now I've tried it when I'm not drinking, I'm actually really fucking good at it. So <laughs> maybe it's just that. Um, so, all right, we're going to make fun. The only thing is, is the special effects. Well, we don't need any green screen and any CGI. No, I'm talking like blood splatter. Yeah, we just have to do... I'm sure if we Google it, do some YouTube videos, we'll have to do our our own home versions. The guy from Terrifier does it all himself. Yeah, that's true. And obviously he had to learn somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, YouTube's going to tell us everything, isn't it? Yeah. All right, cool. So... And if not, Sean. Yeah, Sean, yeah. Well, um... I'm sure he'll have contacts. He'll, he'll know, point us in the right place. Of course he will. Or he'll just come do it for us. And yeah. again, two chocolate bars and some crisps. Yeah. And a quid. And a quid. Easy. Oh, there you go. I think that's about the end of the episode. That's been about an hour. That's it already? Yeah, it went quite quick, didn't it? No, it went very quick. I was like, we've got nothing to talk about, Bar Studio 666. Yeah. I, I feel like this episode has been a 
probably a very accurate representation of what we genuinely just chat. Yeah, like, this, yeah. this is not 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 like a, a this, this is not a staged episode. This is just some mics have been placed while we're just chatting shit having some beers. Shit. Yeah, we yeah, might yeah. as well be in the pub right now. Yeah, we are, don't we? Yeah, I, no, too expensive. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's I that, that mean. sort of um, feel yeah, to it, definitely. So, as per usual, ladies and gents, if you have not liked us on any of the social medias, please do. The more people we have on there, the more kind of pressure we'll have to actually use it (laughs) if we had some followers i might use the fucking thing (laughs) and again if you can follow us subscribe whatever it's called on fucking amazon music and itunes and spotify it really does actually help the more um subscriptions and reviews and five star reviews it basically pumps us up the charts a bit more we get gets us in more people's ears so please go and do that and you know tell your friends yeah tell your friends Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell everyone. So listen to these guys. They talk shit, but it's all right. And they've got a film coming out. So one day they'll be massive. Oh, I'm excited for this. Yeah, boy. So as per usual, we'll end the episode with Ryan giving us some uh, words of wisdom. Ryan, go. Um, if you ever want to get really drunk, message us and we'll send you the rules for Royal Rumble drinking game that Sam and I are about to go play right now. Peace.